And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes, and you can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And we're all back together tonight, thank God. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Hey, when I'm not playing my guitar or fly fishing, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. Really? Fly fishing? Uh, and Shane yeah, Manila. Love it. No, it's nice of you guys to join me this week. Uh, yeah, I was last week. Oh, this yeah. This is fun. Look, we got a couple patrons on. Um, Troy Olson and Kyle Senra. Um, yeah. Troy's got a great hosting voice. I'm not saying he's better than Michael in any way. I don't want Michael to get jealous. <laughs> I'm just saying he has a great host voice. And Kyle is just, I love Kyle. Um, we've been on his show a few times, the Full Press Fantasy Podcast. Yeah. Um, great dudes. Good show. It was good times. Awesome. And they stepped in. Yeah, thank you. No notice. And uh <laughs> It was awesome. No notice. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I was really sick and I had a bunch of stuff going on with uh, whatever. Uh, and Jeremy couldn't make it either. And when you say no notice, it was like on uh, Friday night, Shane's like, hey, guys, what if I just ask some of our patrons to do a show? <laughs> so we're like, okay, yeah. yeah, do that. So when you say no notice, you literally just ask some people and you guys jumped right in and did it. And I'm very I'm very happy that both of them stepped up to do it. That that was really great. And uh, and the things that they said about us was were really great too. So thanks guys for doing that. Um, I like when yeah, people say nice it. things about us. It makes me happy. Of course you do. <laughs> It is cool that those guys jumped in. Thanks, thanks to them, and yeah, um, our patrons are great. So I'm not surprised Shane was was uh, able to find people in a pinch to join him. And so yeah, I mean, I didn't want to. I, I was gonna. I'm not gonna do the pitch at the end of the show for patrons, but that tells you how much we think of the patrons that we have. Um, they're smart enough that I'm like, yeah, I got no problem with them coming on the HQ and stepping in. No, not all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least a few of them at least a few of them i'm like yeah we would have to censor some of them yes yeah a few of them make me seem tame but um yeah no it, it's awesome and that's just part of you know why our patron the crew is uh the best in the world because they're they're not just intelligent they're fun uh they're ready to step in and they're always ready to uh talk some fantasy football yeah, our patrons are great. Everybody's awesome. One of these days, maybe we'll do one of those group chats and then we'll put out some of the information or some of the video out to for people to listen to, which... Yeah, if we, I can figure it out, well, we'll that's definitely why I was, do that. But that's why I was going to say that because cause really, we did our potathon appearance this week, <laughs> which was really funny. And I, I wish we were recording it ourselves so that we could do some of the sound bites on the show today because there was some really funny shit during, Absolutely. That, <laughs> during that potathon. Great time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't remember most of it. I was pretty drunk. <laughs> were you really? No, no, I didn't, I didn't think do. so. You never do that. That's why that's I don't why. drink. I don't really drink that much. You know that. No, I know. That's why I thought it was funny. I betray an image on television for the audience. However, you will in the next, uh, what, three weeks when we're in Canton, Ohio. Oh, yeah. When we're in Canton, I'm definitely going to get absolutely hammered. And any of our patrons that are there, I'm going to get a drink with them. And anyone that listens to the show, I'm going to get a drink with them. And then uh, anyone that doesn't listen to the show, I might throw a drink at them. <laughs> Um, I have no, I have no idea what just happened. Did you hear that, Jeremy? Like his sound was like really, really loud, and then all of a sudden it got really quiet. Um, You didn't hear me when I said I'm going to throw a drink at someone if they don't listen to the show. Like so, if I'm sitting at the bar, right? I'm just saying, and I'm taking shots, and I mentioned, oh, someone's like, oh, where are you from? I'll be like, oh, (laughs) Dynasty Trades HQ, and if they're like, oh, I've never heard of that, that shot is going to go right in their eye. Right, Shane's okay. gonna come back after getting his ass kicked in a bar. <laughs> I won't be there to help you, buddy. I'm sorry. It won't be the first time. Yeah. Hey, I can step in and try to help. Yeah. Right. That'll help. Are you gonna tear up his ankles? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. The Patreon, uh, the Potathon thing was a lot of fun. So tonight we have a few things, I guess, on the news. We also have uh, an interesting tweet that Shane sent out this afternoon that got a lot of response. So we were going to talk about that tonight in the show and we have a couple trades, but before we do all that, let's talk about our sponsor underdogfantasy.com. Underdogfantasy.com is great for best ball drafts. Um, not just best ball though. They have other um, uh, drafts going on. Like they have basketball and uh, what do you call that other sport? That baseball one. You can do those too. Um, <laughs> if you want, um, I've done basketball ones. Um, I've done a bunch of football ones. Sign up using promo code trades HQ. I mean, 
I, I don't know what, the, what else to say about underdog. It's the, the site is the best. Like I don't like best ball. It's not something I enjoy and I can't stop myself from drafting <laughs> best ball teams because <laughs> the site's that good, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think yeah. I just, I, I mean, just listening to you, I was hanging on every word. I think I may <laughs> have discovered why you don't like just drafting and letting it go because you're the guy who has to fix your roster after the draft. And it works out perfectly well because you love to trade and you're good at it. You, you know, you get to know everybody. You're a social guy. You, you go get the players you want. So there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm thinking that might be why you don't like it. Cause you're, you're hamstrung. You don't, you can't trade. You can't do anything. You, don't even, you can't even set a lineup. You're just done yeah. as soon as the draft. Is you over. know what I mean, he's saying, Shane, you know what he's saying. It, underlying is that he's saying that you suck at drafting. Yeah, you suck no, at drafting. No, I did not That's say what that. he's saying. Just, he sets we'll himself up for trading, bro. Yeah, sign up for Underdog and Trade HQ. Um, even if you play Dynasty. No, I find it's good because they, drafting even in best ball is uh, one of those things that I hadn't done a lot prior to this year, but I feel like it's helping me even in my Dynasty game. Like anything, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm one of those guys that's like – I want. I'd probably play in a couple redraft leagues every year if I didn't already play in 10,000 uh, charity redraft leagues every yeah. year just yeah. because it helps me look at things differently. Um, so I think playing in all those formats really does help you. In That's every- fun, man, yeah. yeah and Underdog's cool. a great setup for, yeah. for uh, leagues like that, for best ball leagues. If you're into it, those short contests, the the small groups of people, uh, the quick drafts, I mean, they have something for everyone. It's It's a really cool setup. Yeah, I still want to do some against you, Jeremy. Like we'll we'll do it against yeah. each other, and then uh, have our Heck patrons. Yeah. We're going to do that thing that we said with our patrons. But um, you know, speaking of drafts, the Scott Fishbowl has been going on for what has it been now? Uh, five month, days, month and a half. It, it, it seems like it's been forever, but it's only been what five days? Didn't it start? It on, started Monday on right? Monday and today's Friday. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you two guys. My draft it, it flows really fast, and then we have two people that when it gets to them, it stops and. One of those people is not on Twitter and does not have an email address. So oh, <laughs> we all man. just have to sit and wait whenever it gets to that person. Um, how did they, I don't even know how they joined the league. I mean, look, he, he he slows it down for four or five hours and then he drafts. But but yeah, it, even next to his name, it says no Twitter account. So we have, he's oh, the only wow. one that's not in our in our group. You know? In my draft, some guy uh, named Dynasty calling himself Dynasty Madman. He 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 takes like an hour on average. I don't know what this don't guy's you? problem is, but he did take Henry Ruggs at the twelve ten. Then Jalen Waddle. So we're we're not even out of the twelfth round yet. <laughs> we're not e- we're not even in the. T- but it's so funny that you say that because because I would love to make you know listen, Jeremy. You 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 know we've talked about this in the past. When you're on the clock, no matter what the draft is, it'll take you a while to make a pick. Even last <laughs> yes, yesterday, I don't rush, man. On your anniversary, you had two back to back picks in the draft. In a I rookie did pretty draft. well in that one. Yeah, I but- was actually trying to trade in, on that second pick, and I still drafted in pretty good time. Um, I couldn't get a hold of Dabari because he's <laughs> like in I don't know works at night. I don't really know, but I, he finally got back to me. And as soon as he said that he didn't want to trade uh, move up at all in this draft because nobody was worth it i just clicked on my player and, yeah. and took nico collins so but yeah i didn't really even on my anniversary though i did draft <laughs> like I, I didn't wait make anyone wait eight hours but like these things you know most of the people that complain about these drafts they're like man come on hurry up why are we waiting so long as soon as it's over they're just trying to get in another draft anyway oh, i mean that's just come on, pace yourself like yeah. i i draft how many rookie drafts you do too shane mike every year all these drafts i mean honestly like I don't need to rush it. I'm. I don't. It's, I think it's fun it to just see how though. it goes, man. Yeah, we all get all excited to have a draft, and then once the draft's gone, like two or three days, everybody's like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> you know, they kind of rush through it. But uh, yeah, the cool the cool thing is, is in my draft, there's one more pick, and a lot of the people in the group said, "Hey, if you're live on the show, do it on the show." So. Um, if we were live, which we're not, but if we are, uh, when I do get up, I'll let you guys uh, help me pick because uh, at this point, it's once you get past that halfway point, it's just all crapshoot, anyways. Nah, man, dude, I it's so it, I, it gets faster. I don't see why some people it takes them longer. The the farther into the draft you get, I get faster because yeah. like there's there's less to choose from. There's, there's like oh oh that guy definitely that guy. So, Shane, did we have any news? Because I said at the opening we had a little bit of news, but I just looked I at mean, the show sheet and there's no news. <laughs> I mean, there, uh, Mark Ingram could be the odd man out per ESPN. Is that Sarah news? Bish- 
our shop. Probably not because we said that like weeks ago on our show. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we just made it up. And I've just been assuming he's going to get cut. Like the fact that she even brought it up. I'm like, she, I, I didn't read the story. I just read the blurb. I don't know if she cited us. Uh, <laughs> she better be citing her sources, Sarah How Barshop. awesome would that be? ESPN, I hope she does because uh, I was looking into getting verified on the Twitters. And apparently, if uh, one of the things that helps is uh, being cited by uh, a reputable news source, did you uh, fill that form out to to get verified? No, no, <laughs> I, I I did look at it, um, but apparently, like me, me on a personal level, I don't have enough follower followers, or um, I don't have enough mentions. Right, uh-huh. but there's but you have to you have to qualify for all those different uh, yeah the, things. every criteria yeah. there's different criteria no 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 but for that one I, I did but anyway it doesn't matter um, I looked we at all it know who then, you are so that's all right I, I then but then there was stuff where you had to actually like do things where it's like oh link this and link that and I was like that's that's a lot of work I'm <laughs> I'm not going to do that so yeah if everyone's verified is anybody really verified there I mean, you it's go kind of, it's commonplace come on I think today yeah today was just the Twitter must have verified a bunch of people for the first time in a while. Yeah. Um, it is pretty but no, I mean, I don't look, I don't begrudge anyone that got verified. Good for you. Um I I, I don't know how you go about it. I don't it know like what it, I don't work. know what's what the significance is. I mean, no, I'm, it do, uh, it's it's hypothetical for me, Shane. I wasn't really asking you oh, to tell me. I'm okay. just saying it doesn't really mean anything to me. Yeah, rhetorical. There you go. See, so you know what that is, but you didn't know I was being rhetorical. Though you know the definition. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. I don't care. Like if you're if you're verified or not, Jeremy. But you said it. You said it right though. Uh, when in the middle of this conversation, when you said, "If we're all verified, is anybody really verified?" You know. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're not. I mean, there's billions of people on Twitter, right? Yeah, I'm guessing billions. Cabillions. Yeah. Probably I just don't know what it means when Twitter million. verifies. It's a meaningless <laughs> check mark, right? The best. But it's blue. Cut, it's pretty. It's let's pretty. cut that whole Twitter conversation out. We, we I, sound I, like angry old men. I just <laughs> have nothing good to say about it. I don't understand it. It's all yeah, good. It's a whole other topic. So, all right. So then listen, if there is no news, then let's so, No, go, Mark let's, Ingram might be cut. So that, let me no, ask no, you no, this because no, I don't know if we've got into this. What? This is big, man. Look at Jeremy. Jeremy just lifted his head back. He's looking at the sky. What? David Johnson or Philip Lindsay? Winner take all. Who do you got? Yes. I was going to say, is that interesting? Is that, I don't, I don't know that that's interesting. No. No. All right. Never mind then. (laughs) But but Shane, go ahead. Who do you got? Yeah. Who do you got? We can move on. I'll say Uh, neither. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually going with David Johnson just because he's a better pass catcher. And I think, I mean, the ceiling for both those guys is pretty, pretty limited. So if it is, I want the guy that's going to catch passes. Okay. But so does that mean you're going to do anything about it? Like, like, would you try to trade? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not going to physically do anything about it. Now, if someone has Dave Johnson on their team, I might look at it and go, oh, can I get him as a throw-in? You know what I mean? Or, I don't know, say someone broke into my house and had a gun to my head and they were like, you need to draft one of these guys. And I'd be like, all right, I'm drafting David Johnson. But outside of those two very specific scenarios, I don't think I care. Wait, someone broke into your house and held a gun to your head? What? And, and made him draft somebody. That would be yeah. so amazing. Can you people imagine that are, as a movie? <laughs> people do weird, kinky things. People get off on weird things. Oh God, here we go. Shane going down a rabbit hole. I'm just saying, yeah, there but, could be some guy that gets off on watching another guy draft or gal. Um, gal or guy that gets off of a guy or gal uh, drafting. <laughs> that goes back to your tweet this afternoon about a subtweet. I, I I wasn't sure what you were asking. But, uh, you know, Jeremy, that, that uh, house we had last, <laughs> two years in Canton, could have uh, with the door left wide open, but listen. So all yeah, nobody. We still don't have a reason for that. Where, who left the door open? Just own up to it. Well, we know it was Shane, but so listen. Let's if that is if that's <laughs> shit. Listen, let's go to the tweet that Shane sent out today, not the subtweet, but the other tweet that he sent out that we did get a lot of reaction to. And, and just uh, in case no one saw it. <laughs> They need to know that it literally said this is a subtweet. Like it wasn't tweeted at anyone. I just um, one of our friends texted me and she's like, "Who are you tweeting about?" And I was like, "No one." I just like throwing grenades into the crowd once in a while just to see what happens. <laughs> and for me, I took it a different way. It. But all right, so the, so but the tweet that we are talking about is Shane sent out a tweet this afternoon, and he said, "What is the most replaceable position in fantasy football?" 
And we seem to get a lot of response to it. I see Shane just said something, but he's muted. So, um, but you thought that it would be. Well, I didn't think the audience needed to hear me to tell, tell my kids to be quiet. Well, but usually when you're yelling at your kids, your head's turned. You were looking right into the camera when you were talking. So I thought you were saying something to us. <laughs> so, but you did get a lot of response to it. And that set up the, uh, the idea that we would talk about that on the show today. So what what made you send out that tweet? Like, wh- how did you come up with this idea of what's the most replaceable position? Oh, we don't want to go down that path. Why um, not? I have no less than 18,000 different thoughts that run through my head <laughs> during a daily, like just a daily basis. Um, some of them get <laughs> tweeted out. Um, some of them don't. Um, this one I, I thought was interesting because I thought it would just, you know, and I didn't put... I probably should have made it a poll, but I wanted the why is what I really wanted. Yeah, that's the good. How you did behind it, it. Um, which, you know, a few people did that. Not, not many, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, but if, just anecdotally, it feels like wide receiver was the the most significant or the biggest answer besides um, kicker and defense. But I, <laughs> I don't count those as positions because we don't use them in dynasty leagues. So those, those don't count to me, but I understand, you know, some people play in redraft. So I'm sure those are streamable, replaceable positions. Right. So, but that was the response that a lot of people said. Uh, my first thought, I was going to make a joke at the time and I was going to say uh, some of the fantasy owners that we have to deal with. Uh, but then I did see a couple people did respond to you. With, yeah, a couple with people definitely did put GM, which, and that you was going to be my response. <laughs> every year, you know, there's at least one or two orphans in every league and it always gets filled. So they're not, they're not completely wrong. It's just, I meant more of the actual, um, you know, NFL players type players. Well, I mean, and it is true, you know, with kickers that, that that's an obvious answer, but it does definitely seem to be wide receivers more so than it's been in the past. We've seen when we talk on the show about, especially in Superflex, it's hard to get quarterbacks. Uh, there's only a handful of running backs that are any good. There's only a handful of tight ends that are any good. So it seems like wide receivers, there's a ton of them. But Jeremy, what, what would your answer be to his tweet that he sent out? Well, I think everyone knows there's a great amount of depth with wide receivers. And, um, you know, it's easy to come up with like six guys, you know, out of a startup and compete right away. Drafting some of them late because there's so much depth and the passing game is so heavy nowadays. But um, and, and I, I support that. I, I see why people say that. And, and, you know, the other answer, too, that, you you know, you gave there's only so many, you know, top shelf running backs and so many top shelf uh, tight ends. And so I, I could say. An argument could be made for tight ends. Like you could say tight ends because outside of the top few great tight ends, who gives a shit? Um, they're replaceable. I can, you know, oh, I can start Ferkser this week and then next week I can start whoever's playing for Dallas. And so in a way, if you don't have one of the great tight ends, then the rest of them are pretty replaceable. Like I don't even have to draft one necessarily because I need one. I could wait or get one thrown in in a trade. So I think if you look at it that way, um, in most scoring, even, even in tight end premium, a lot of times, um, depending on how much the premium is, I'd still say tight end is a really replaceable position. Now that's outside of the top few guys that are not replaceable. You can liken them to the top running backs or top wide receivers because of how much they score. But yeah, it's easier to get a wide receiver, a good wide receiver than, um, other positions, um, even at the cost. But I think tight end is the most easily guy on the, on my rosters. It's interesting that you went tight end because um, I, I shared a little sheet with you guys and I didn't even bother to put tight ends on there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. isn't it like a straight line? Like you got the guys that score a bunch of points. I haven't looked at it. And then, and then it, all of a sudden it's just like dudes all scoring like eight points. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? Straight line down and then a bunch of turds. You know, what's interesting about that? The way you said that, it made me think about what we've talked about forever on this show. We talk about it all the time that by week 13, 14, 12, 11, whatever, we're starting third and fourth string running backs. So yeah, maybe running backs, could uh, there could be a case for them being the most replaceable because you get those studs at the beginning of the season, you draft them, you're so happy to have them. But by the time they're all injured, you're starting yeah, uh, a The rookie. most often replaced position. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> that is. 
<laughs> most often replace our running backs. There you go. Yeah, most often. And, and if, if, but then that way, if they're the most often, then maybe they're the easiest to replace, you know, because, because mm-hmm. if you, if you lose your wide receivers and then you're grabbing a third, fourth string wide receiver off the waiver wire, maybe that guy's never going to get a chance to step up, but a third or fourth string running back is going to get a chance to play at some point in the year. So I guess there could be an argument for running backs as well. But Shane, what was this chart that you you made? Because now that you mentioned it, we didn't. None of us pulled it up before the show, and we're oh, all no, pulling yeah, it yeah. up now. So we do definitely. Well, not all, because I've actually been working on it. So okay, clearly, so <laughs> I pulled it up because I was looking at it. So Jeremy um, and putting just, putting numbers I, on it. I just pulled it up. It's actually pretty good. Man. I just I pulled mean, it up too. You know, it's no big deal. I didn't. It's not like I had to download a bunch of data and then come up with scoring ranges and then, you know, find out from our patrons. Again, I went to the crew and I said, Hey guys, what do you think a significant break in scoring? Is? Okay. Right. All right. So wait, 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 for- stop one second. So for people that are listening and you hear him say this, Jeremy, he just mentioned the chart live while we were recording, correct? He never brought yes. it up in the pre-show. He never brought it up. He never said, hey, right. guys, I did this chart. I shared it with you. I just opened it now. I shared it with you several hours ago. Shared it via the Gmails. And, I mean, and, and Mike, you're... you have to understand, when you live and breathe advanced <laughs> analytics like Shane does, you don't, I mean, you're not going to remember to tell everybody all the super wonderful mind storms he had. Has. Like he can't keep track of all that. I, oh I, my God, right. that's I can share it with you. I guess next time I can send you a fax. And like, hey, Michael, <laughs> no, um, but you please know, check your Gmail, sir. You know what you could do? You could also in the share it with us. Say, hey guys, this is a chart I worked out for tonight's show. We should do this. All it does is say Shane shared a Google Doc with you. That's all it says. <laughs> Well, I mean, what do you think I'm sharing it with you for? What do you think? It's like dick pics? Well, here's a bunch of Shane dick pics. Not again. According to the Not D- again. According to the Midwest Expo uh, DM chat, you what did you say? You have 7,043 dick pics or something like that? Yeah, that I sent out to 7,046 <laughs> uh, gentlemen on Twitter. All right. Um, so tell us about this chart now that we kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> so, no, I kind of – I like how you guys were going with the narrative. So, But I'll just go with this one. So I just wanted to look – at like okay well let me look at scoring right so i asked uh our patron crew i said what's a significant difference in scoring so q q quarterback say quarterback for example quarterback a scores 25 points um what's a significant drop from that for the next guy what would you feel significant um and they said three points three points. So three points is the range I went with. Um, I just <laughs> okay. basically, you know, I started off at QB one running back one wide receiver one, and then just every drop off after three points was a new tier break as far as scare- scoring. Um, and I didn't do any qualifiers like games played or anything like that. Cause I actually think for replaceability um, games played almost doesn't matter because that actually speaks to the point of replaceability is, a guy might play one, two, three, four games, whatever. Anyway, okay. so I just looked at a number of ranges. Like, so for example, um, the first tier was quarterback one through quarterback four. They scored 25.32 points to 27.73 points a game last year. And there was four of those guys. Wow. Just as an example. Um, and then when you go over to, Let's say this is where the really big tier is. I have a fourth tier of wide receivers, which encompasses the wide receiver 16 through the wide receiver 38. But even the one, even the one above it is a big tier too. It looks like you have a wide receiver for people who can't see it. You have wide receiver one is one tier. You have wide receiver two to three is another tier. Then you have wide receiver four to wide receiver 15. And then you have wide receivers 16 to 38. I mean, the, w- yeah. why is it that it's a one and then a two and a three? And then there's that big drop. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't mean, know. Well, you made no, the basically, chart. I don't. Yeah. If I made one of those scattered charts, it probably looked better, but that's just how many people are in that tier. So there was 12 wide receivers that scored in between 15.9 and 18.8 points of last year which would have been encompassed. It would have been the wide receiver fourth or 15. Okay. But there was 23 receivers that scored between 12 and a half points and 15 and a half points. And then if you really wanted to get crazy, 
um, and just throw in, well, how many wide receivers scored from like, say, 10 points to 15 and a half points? There was 43 wide receivers. And that's not like how many individual games were in there. Just that's how many averaged it, you know, over the year. That's how many wide receivers averaged that scoring. So just looking at the numbers, it looks like wide receivers 16 through 38 is the most replaceable uh, position in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most Michael. teams lining up, they have three and four wide. The depth charts are big, you know. I'm not surprised at all it's that there are so many guys valuable, you know, down to that point. But, like, do you care if you have Brandon Ayuk or Robert Woods in the end? Do you care if you have Robbie Anderson or Cooper Cup? Because, honestly, there's not much differentiating differentiating a lot of those guys. And your numbers here, points per game like this, you pretty much flesh that out for us right here. Wide receiver twos. I am, are not that much more valuable from the low end wide receiver twos. Once you get past wide receiver 15, um, wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes, basically the same guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you talk about like, oh, like you were just saying, oh, I really like this guy as a wide receiver two, and I like this guy as a wide receiver three, it's the same guy. It almost doesn't matter. Now, you know, obviously you want to score more points than the next guy. You want the three additional points at every position. But it's just it's kind of good to to put that in perspective. Like, well, maybe I should just trade two wide receiver, low end wide receiver twos for a wide receiver one. Well, and it's uh, funny too because I think when you look at the analytics, you you changed it a couple different ways. Like, you can look at numbers and you can say one thing, and then you can combine the numbers and you could say something else. If you look at the running backs down there, if you mm-hmm. go in that same type of um, scoring range where the with the wide receivers here you got 43 but with the running backs you've got uh what is that 32 that are yeah in, in similar range for running backs well so that's a i mean that's a six point range right it's 8.5 to 14.6 it's 6.1 right well so your other know. one is 10 to 15 so it's it's just yeah, a, a two roughly difference. the same yeah i guess it's the same scoring range when you look at it right but it's a little tighter like the, the, on the wide receiver size where it's not falling below 10, when you get to eight and a half fantasy points, you're almost unusable. But the only reason I grabbed that tier is because that, well, that was a three point tier, but yeah, eight and a half to 11 and a half points are 18 running backs that scored in there. And that'd be the RB. Like those are RB three, RB four guys. Those guys are absolutely replaceable too. They're the second most replaceable okay. position. And it's funny, too, because with most of the leagues that we're in, even even like with Scott Fish right now, you have like X amount of uh, flex spots to fill. So if some of these leagues that we're in where we can start one of every position and then six flex, you know, out of all the rest, that's when you look at these kind of analytical numbers and say, okay, well, yeah, this running back is going to get me 11.9 to 14.6 and this wide receiver is going to get me 10 to 12.4. Then you could just decide whether it's going to be that running running back five or this wide receiver five. Right. And and again, this is just a snapshot in the last year. Um, And because I did this now, I'll probably go back and look at the last (laughs) few years because that's fun for me for some reason. I I, I don't know, whatever. Like I don't write. It is fun, man. I hate writing about specific players. Like I find that one of the most boring things in the world to do. Oh, well, this year, Juju is really going to kill stuff because blah, blah, blah. I love looking at historical trends and stuff like this. So anyway, I'm probably going to dig back a little further to see if there's any, you know, long-term trends here. But what I found is when I dig into data like this is one-year snapshots are usually not anomalous. Usually. You know, there, there, there might be one-year here and there where it's a bunch of weird things happened, but you know, I shouldn't make any grand pronouncements till I go back and look at a few years and I was wrong. It's the, uh, the second most replaceable position is the wide receiver 39 through wide receiver 58, which would be what a wide receiver 12, 27, <laughs> was that a wide receiver four past that? He doesn't matter. You, you know, what's funny. You always try to do the math really quick, but you spend all this time on the chart. You should write those wide receiver ranges on your chart. Right, so you don't have to right. think about it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I <laughs> Help you out, buddy. That, and I, and I didn't, and I was like, oh, I can, well, I just divided by 12. So 12 into 58 goes five times. Yeah. See, but if you wrote it down on the chart, you would sound like a genius when you're, when you're saying the numbers. But, so, I mean, based looking on this, Anything, but even more than that, overall, 
what this shows me and is again, and it's, I keep coming back at a simplistic, very simplistic approach to fantasy football. I literally just want the top fucking guys. Well, sure. Like all these. Yeah. You want the best players at every position. Yeah, of course. But when people are like, Oh, well I made this trade for depth. You lost, you Man. lost that trade. You've automatically lost that trade. Cause most people are probably, probably playing in a start nine or start 10, right? Not, <laughs> we not, had not this many conversation before. Not most but, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, it's a different conversation when you're, once you start getting in the start 11, 12, 13, that sure. is really, really important. But in any other starting start nine or 10 with super flex depth does not matter. Like it's great if you have it because you draft it really well and you trade it really well, but you should be consolidating your assets is basically my, my overarching yeah, point you there. Have to do, you have to do that. Yeah. And maybe Jeremy, it goes back to the joke that you made at the beginning about his drafting ability. Um, but what, it, what is interesting is why did you just blow off the tight end position? Like, why didn't you add the tight end position to this chart at all? Um, because there's, one, two, three. There's like three guys that mattered last year. Okay, but if there's um, only three guys that matter, well, you would still yeah. have those other tiers, and may, maybe the replaceability would be something similar to running backs and stuff. Yeah, it might be, but their tiers are so bad that I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, because tight ends, ends are the most replaceable players exactly, in the game. You know, That's Jeremy, exactly, exactly why you don't care. You don't talk about a, a real argument, which which would be the other position. So there's so here, I just I just I just added them, right? I just added them, but so let's just bring it up. Damn tight ends, forget it. <laughs> about tight ends let's get rid of them i want everybody to be considered a wide receiver except for running backs i mean <laughs> tight ends with wide receivers and then only those top guys matter and you just you don't have to f- falsify documents and make tight ends worth more with their points per reception bonuses come on see so that's a whole other so conversation the, by the, the way I know, I know. <laughs> and again this is fantasy pros this is just per game scoring so and but most of these guys played at least uh 11 the 16 games, Wait, but there's so you, one anomalous guy in here that uh, OJ Howard played four games. You're anyway, going to build the chart live on the air is what you're doing. I already did. So <laughs> TJ Hawkinson was, and this is, and I got this also off of a uh, fantasy pros PPR scoring. I should give them credit. Um, so no one thinks that I'm just sitting here like calculating PPR scoring in my head. I don't um, I think anybody thinks you're able to do I that. I mean, they might, so. think that. Who knows? they might think I'm a savant. Like, Gene might be stupid. Right? You have a beautiful mind. No, exactly. n- nobody believes that. But go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's, it's good to dream. Anyway, so the difference from the tight end eight last year in points per game, uh-huh. he had 11 points, TJ Hawkinson, to the tight end 23. Uh-huh. Tight end 23, Jared Cook. With eight and a half points. That's not even a full three point difference. So what's 23 minus eight? Well, that's got nothing to do with that. Yes, it does. It does. All right. So there's 15 tight ends in that range that you're talking about. Yes. So that's why you decided not to put it on the chart. Well, that and I don't care about fantasy points a week. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, we're, when we're, we're not double, talking about double digits, my interest wanes really yeah, fast. Yeah, when we're talking, when we're talking about the difference between eight and a half points to eleven points a week, that better not be like that specific position. Better not be the reason that you're winning and losing when there's that. You know what I mean? Like they are that useless. Can I ask you something, Jeremy? You and I, yes. you and I, enjoy at least playing IDP. But uh-huh. this argument that you're giving right here, Shane, could be an argument of why playing IDP makes fantasy better. Because your argument right here is that there's only three positions that even matter. Quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And there's only a handful of people in those positions that even matter. So if you play IDP, then you get all the linebackers, defensive ends, Mm. blah, 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 blah. You have a whole bunch of other options to play with. Your premise of this entire thing is that all we should give a shit about is three positions. And even with the quarterback thing, it's really only two positions. Running back and wide receiver. No, there, yeah, because you just said you tight ends care nothing. You should care about all four positions. As far as tight end, your plan should be: I got to get one of the top six guys because okay. I think there's going to be an increase in the scoring. It's a good Flex. plan. 
if I know about anyone else, I'll just punt. Okay, so then um, that's the reason why it could be more interesting and more valuable to people to play IDP. I just want to throw out there because you've been saying that no, for three years. I get what you're no, no, no. Look, I, you know, <laughs> I just I don't enjoy IDP, and we actually got a couple of people that uh, tweeted back at us about IDP. And they yeah, said it was uh, defensive tackles, and uh, <laughs> I, I didn't engage with them only because I couldn't tell you if that was true or not. Like, I literally no fucking idea. You just so, ignored it. <laughs> I, I, I like. I think I like their comment so that they know. Like I was like, oh, I appreciate that. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say to it. But, uh, yeah. I just. It just seemed funny to me because we we've bantered this about for years, but but this conversation and looking at this chart and even the way you just like shit on the tight ends, it really seems to shine a light on there should be more to fantasy football than just wide receivers and running backs. Well, I think one of the approaches and that I like um, in leagues is the tiered scoring where different positions get different types of scoring for different types of production. Um, I, I enjoy the shit out of those leagues where it goes, all right, well, a tight end gets uh, 0.75 per target. A wide receiver, because, you know, that position is going to get so many more targets, gets a 0.25 per target or something like that. You know what I mean? Anything that makes players, all the players, have a value, um, you know, within their own position, but of course, but relative to the other positions, it does make it more interesting. And it makes, you know, if you're making tight ends more valuable, then they become more interesting. You have to trade for them, you know, draft them, trade for them, um, draft them in the rookie drafts. You can't ignore... Um, any particular position because they all have certain values like r- per carry for running backs like you know whatever you think about that not really the point but you're making running backs who you know carry the ball and they're the only position that generally does that more valuable when when you you know play them and then relative to other guys so I, I support that tiered scoring too I I don't like when every position outside a quarterback kind of gets the same points for yeah. it. It, it it does just kind of water things down a little bit too much. It also kind of goes back to commissioners of defense of IDP leagues, because that is exactly what they do. Most of them, at least with the IDP mm-hmm. positions yep. is you have this tiered scoring when it comes to different IDP positions, because if you didn't, then nobody would care about DTs. Like you See, that's what they, and, and that's, we need more of that. Stuff. We need more of that on the offensive side where, you know, there's, there's different points per, tar- well, I don't know if we're going to do points per target, but a lot of leagues have it's tiered differently for tight ends, get 1.75 wide receiver gets one running back might get one and a half um, points per reception, stuff like that. I love, I love tiered scoring like that. Cause yeah, it does help me like be more, Yeah, it makes you be more creative. It gives you more options on how you want to build your team. Makes trades more interesting, and you know you you don't just stagnate at one position. I I think it just uh, juices up the league a little bit. Anything that keeps, and we're in leagues. Most of our leagues, right, guys, especially the ones we've started, like in HQ, that we don't stop trading. Like you, you could trade all year round around the clock. Like it's not, it's unlimited, and and something like you were saying would make that kind of year round action even more compelling more interesting to the guys in the to the owners in the league um even even with you know the, the scoring where I, you know i'm like oh wide receiver three doesn't matter well we don't always know who's going to be a wide receiver three we don't always know who's going to be a wide receiver two so that's always going to make the game fun you're always going to go well i think juju can be an elite wide well you're not always going to go <laughs> juju can be an elite wide receiver <laughs> but you know what i mean you're going to go well i think chris godwin can be a wide receiver one again you know and that's that's where it's fun too is making specific bets on specific players like that's that's the part of I guess player uh, the player part that I I really enjoy. It goes back to also talking about you know drafting the guys that you want and the players that you want to watch and stuff like that because only you can make that decision of what you think is going to happen and if that player is going to be a wide receiver two or three. You know it it, it reminded me of something. Back in the day when we used to play fantasy, you know, without the websites and with the pens and papers and stuff. Um, to make some positions more relevant and all that stuff, we used to have to do like tiered things where say you would get a bonus if 
all of your running backs ran for 200 yards in a week, or if mm-hmm. if all your wide receivers, if the, the com- combination of all the wide receivers you had uh, re- had over 200 yards, you'd get bonus. Like there was all these tiered bonus type of things based on the amount of yards that your players got and, and stuff. And and for some reason, when everything went digital, those kind of things went away. I don't recall really being in any league that's on like MFL or CBS or anything like that, where they have combination yards with different positions and different players. And and I just brought it up because somebody mentioned it the other day from our home league. That was like a big thing. You know, if, if you're both your running backs ran for over 200 yards, you got a bonus eight points or something like that. You know, you know, we're in, um, at least I'm in the, uh, the dynasty hot sauce. Um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, what do you call it when you like a show? Um, and then you're in their league. <laughs> Listener, Listener league. league. Listener league. Thank you. I'm in, I'm in that, I'm in that dynasty. Listener league. Our buddies, Justin and, uh, uh, Larry monkey. Uh, yes. Larry monkey still has my sunglasses holding them hostage. Anyway. Um, and I'm fairly certain it's his league where it's after a certain number of catches, then the points start to, so like zero to three catches are worth one point. But then three to five catches is worth one point two five points, and then you know what I mean, something like that per per uh, position. I believe it's the league. old days. But see, yeah. I Larry's think- an older guy too, man. That yeah. reminds me of the old days when yeah. we had we didn't know who won the game for the week, Mike, until Monday. Yeah, like because you needed the the actual final stats to come out, like in the newspaper, and you. So we we went without being able to brag about that week or whatever until you know. Well, actually, Tuesday morning, really. Yeah, like sometimes what waiting until like then to. Uh, and then trades were, I mean, trades, then uh, acquisitions were slow and uh, it was, it was just a different world, man. It's funny when you think about waiting for the newspaper, cause then when USA Today started putting the stats, yeah, USA Today was, was like the greatest. You had to wait for USA Today to come out. But, but I think what you're, what you're also speaking about, Shane, is that for an individual player or, do, or do they position. add up all your, well, no, position. I, so it will add uh, well, up. Well, yeah, speci- your- no, a specific player. I'm yeah. Sorry. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't believe that you can do it for the position itself and I could be wrong and maybe that is there but I don't think it is and and that was just one thing that I had thought of when you were talking about trying to make it more interesting um, for the players that you have that that was one way we used to do it yeah and Jeremy it, it is really funny to think about like because I because I've always been the commissioner ever since we started doing it it's like when that newspaper was out there when you get up in the morning you open it up and you start adding everything up with the calculator it was it's way different than this instant gratification we have now oh it's yeah it is all instant gratification um, nobody has patience anymore uh, i mean yeah do we lose our mind like whenever mfl goes down for 13 seconds <laughs> every year mfl will go down at some point you know and it's usually like 1 30 in the afternoon when like the games have literally just started right and yeah. people will lose their shit <laughs> oh my god mfl is down i can't i don't know what the score is like dude yeah, go watch the game go there's seven and game. a half hours more of football today it is then so you got funny. another game tomorrow and uh, probably two since they're doing double headers on monday like relax if it's it, five o'clock if it's six o'clock at night right and mfl goes down i'll get a little antsy but if it's 1 30 in the afternoon just Guys, give them a break. Let their programmers get on it. They'll, they'll figure out what's going. It's amazing. Too, Good advice from Shane Manila. <laughs> it's amazing, too, because obviously forget the COVID year that we just had. But prior to that, with my home league, half the league is always here at my house every Sunday. And every single person has their iPad in their lap going there with their scores. We have a computer set up in front of the five TVs I have on the wall. But everybody's looking at the computer because that's the mm-hmm. one that has the stats on it, you know. And it, it is always funny if you think about it that way and you're right if something goes down we're all sitting right there but we all go oh shit there's no score oh and there everybody's hitting refresh refresh <laughs> waiting for mm-hmm. the scores to update it's it's a really a different world that is for yeah sure. i mean just on that same vein since whatever it's a tan it's what we want to do a tantrum tantrum whatever. no not tantrum. a tantrum it's a rantrum it's a no. rantrum i enjoy fantasy <laughs> football and regular football a lot more now that i don't 
check my scores. Yeah. I know that's it, man. I was just going to tell you guys, I don't do that until like maybe the play, like when we're in the playoffs of our dynasty leagues or whatever, like see, yeah. I, 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 usually I don't have time to stay there that tuned in anyway with stuff that's going on, but I really just like to watch the football game and you know, I do see who scored in another game across right. the ticker and, and it's kind of cool. Oh, you know, you see a player you like or some, someone that you have on a lot of your teams and, it's exciting, but I refuse to like go to my MFL teams and micro like micro watch everything that goes on because it's like maddening. I just I have to wait until at least like the Sunday afternoon games are done or this and maybe the Sunday night and see how close you are. And you're like, oh, I have Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, late Sunday games and the Monday games and, you know, tune in. But I can't I can't watch it like that, man. It would drive me nuts. And you know what you just said? I, I guess speaking it out loud, saying it out loud it goes back to the IDP thing because you're right. When you're watching football, you obviously know when your wide receiver scores or your wide receiver gets a big catch or your quarterback throws it. But with IDP, uh, with IDP, you're not 100% sure if your linebacker got a tackle or if your DE. Or was he credited with a half an assist instead of a full tackle or exactly. whatever? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Was that a pass breakup or did the guy just fall down? Like, you, yeah. Maybe that's, what, that's what's more important when we're sitting there hitting refresh is the IDP information because that is true. Now that I think about it, people, point, are, yeah. people are like screaming, hey, I didn't get that sack. I should have got that half of a, ta-, you know, stuff like that. So maybe it is more of an IDP. IDP mentality of, of hitting refresh or maybe offensive people do it as well. But I think when you just said that, it made me think that, yeah, that's more IDP. Yeah. Cause know, a reception for 10 yards and then a touchdown is a lot easier than like some of the minutia on defense that goes on and in trying to sort out what really happened on a play and who got credit for what. Yeah. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I didn't think of it like that before. I didn't either till we were just talking about it. That's the great thing about yeah, talking about this the stuff. One, IDP, if anything, that's the one I would pay least attention to because that's the most likely stats to get changed um, at some point. Well, you know sure. I mean? it, like, all the time they change a sack to a tackle. Um, you know what I mean? Or they'll take, or they'll give someone else credit for half a sack. And shit like that. Like that happens all the time in IDP, I feel like. It One does. and lost games, man, many times on silly yeah. stuff. Correct stat corrections. On Thursday. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, but even though you know that during the game, you want to get that credit for that tackle or that sack. You could say, oh yeah, maybe Thursday morning it's gonna change. But on Monday night when the whole thing's over and you sit there and you see that you won, that's why you want to see it. But then you sweat it out a couple days if it's really close, whether you you're go. gonna get it changed. You know, but I don't know. Maybe it's just interesting when we talk about stuff like this, that 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 kind of stuff comes out. Um, <clears throat> we did have a trade on here that we were going to discuss. Um, eh, whatever. Trade alert. <laughs> OK, good. Trade alert. So why don't we go? <laughs> go ahead, Shane. What's the trade? <laughs> yeah, what's trade? And this is in the <laughs> aforementioned um and by the way, I hate when people use aforementioned in articles, by the way. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, just, is, is, that, is that a me thing? I is guess that, so. A me thing? I, I, I mean, I, I've done it before, but yeah, it's kind of a, a, a big word you can get around. Like, you don't need to say yeah, that like, word. There's, no, there's really no reason to ever use aforementioned. Yeah. As yeah. mentioned previously or as, men- right. as mentioned or, before, or like, yeah, you don't need hey, to be a smartass and say aforementioned. Yeah. yeah. And also... I've mentioned this before. Um, stop using former and latter and then tell me in the next sentence which one you like better because I don't know the difference. And it just confuses me. And please stop doing that. That's, that's a me thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a me thing. Okay. Please that, stop that, doing that to me. That's another reason I don't read too much. I, I listen. So go ahead. So what is this, Chade? <laughs> oh, and this was uh, in the aforementioned um, <laughs> Hot Sauce, Dynasty Hot Sauce League. Uh-huh. Um, myself and Sweaty Beaver uh, made a trade. I gave up uh, AJ Brown, and he gave me Christopher Godwin and a round twenty twenty two draft pick. Um, now this is a start ten. I'm going to say it's a start ten. Jeremy, what's your first thought? Like, what is what is the first thing that pops into your mind when you see that Shane traded away AJ Brown? Well, I first see that Shane traded with a sweaty beaver. Starting 11. <laughs> Starting 11, by the way. Starts 11. Well, when, when I see that Shane traded away A.J. Brown, yes. 
I'm like, this dude is so fickle. Like yes. that used to be his favorite player exactly. for a while in the world <laughs> after DJ Moore. Then next it was AJ Brown. And like, I got to get me some AJ Brown. I'm going to get him on every team. He, he probably traded for AJ Brown last season or the off season. And now he's trading him away to get Chris Godwin in the second. And I'm thinking I, you know, either side is fine. Depends on what you think you're going to do with that second. Um, and in this case, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I hang on to AJ Brown. I don't think Tennessee is going to, sling the rock like people do when they draft A.J. Brown as the first overall wide receiver, and I have seen that. Um, I don't think they're going to sling the rock enough to make that a reality, but I still like A.J. Brown just a little bit more than Chris Godwin. I, but, you know, I, this is one of those trades where, like, yeah, I, Sweaty Beaver got a good deal. Hey, Shane got a good deal from Sweaty Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, you know, look, especially since I watch all those Tampa Bay games and you've got Tom Brady there, which he is throwing it around to everybody like he always does on whatever team he's playing for. To everybody. Yeah. So I could see one way or the other going either with either one of the two guys, AJ Brown or Chris Godwin. My first thought is that's you said exactly what my first thought was, was that uh, how many times did Shane say how much he loves AJ Brown, you know, um, but he all traded for him so much, <laughs> but also getting that second round pick. I can see where that is something that would excite Shane. Plus he can try to do something else with that second round pick. Mo and money, move it mo around. money, mo money. Because this is only what this is the, the, First week of July, that second yeah. round pick will not be on his roster by no. the 2022 draft next year. So it will not. And Chris Godwin <laughs> probably won't be either. Let's be real. Chris Godwin. <laughs> well, that's Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's only 25 years old. Yes. Was uh, pretty much the wide receiver one entering last year or the wide receiver. He was up there with Michael Thomas and uh, one injury plague season where he still led the team in target share. And people are like, I never really liked Chris Godwin that much. See, and I wasn't shitting on him because I was just saying that no, 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 I, I no. watch the games, I I watch that team, and I see the way Tom Brady plays and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah Chris Godwin's going to be great, but also who knows what AJ Brown's going to do? So if you right, like AJ one, Brown is, is great. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. So all right, so then if you believe that, then why did you do the trade? I, I believed it. <laughs> tired. I believe. I mean, with the replaceability of wide receivers, who really gives a shit, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just messing. Here's the you. thing. I mean, and that's that ends up being a lot of my moves is um <laughs> in larger leagues like this. This is probably a pretty pretty big tier down from AJ Brown because he is what the wide receiver two, I guess, is he in any EDP right now for whatever that's worth. Yeah, um, then Godwin's down at like seven or nine. So I guess that's a pretty big tier. Maybe I should have gotten more than the second. So I should have asked for an additional second or something. But yeah. But I like where you're going because you did get Godwin and the second when you made the move. You didn't just do a straight up because you. Exactly. I believe Godwin's better. So I'm just going to trade him straight up because you know there are people out there playing this game that just they, they want their players so badly that um, they're willing to trade you know give a, give value away and you can't yeah. you're building a dynasty team you have to get you have to gain the edge as much as possible marginally in your favor and i, I mean that's definitely what you did with the value side of this yeah the only time trading positions straight up to me makes sense is when you're either going a lot younger or a lot more production okay well i'll take you know i'll, I'll give you julio jones and you give me i don't even know what his equivalent is at this point but uh, there is still one other point to that though production or like you said age or likeability like if that was your guy thank you. yeah that you yeah yeah I mean, and that can work out, right? Because if you're and you're like, you know what, this here here's a guy who wants my Joe Mixon, right. who I don't want, and that same player, the former player that I mentioned, Shane, um, <laughs> has Nick Chubb, perfect trade partners. Yeah, uh, yep. And and I'm talking like before, you know, last season or something. Right. Yeah, I'll absolutely give you Joe Mixon. You send me Nick Chubb, I'm happy, and actually, I'm I'm a lot more relaxed because I'm like, thank God, I got a real running back again. Um, when I got Nick Chubb, <laughs> anyways, right. it, that's my bias. But honestly, it it can still work in your favor doing that sort of tit for tat, like Mike said, when you're getting a the when the likability is part of the reason or the reason you made the trade. It can still work out just fine. Yeah, because that's definitely something that I've done in the past because I, I still I enjoy watching the players that I want to watch. It, it's funny because we mentioned, you know, go full circle to the beginning of the show, we mentioned about Scott Fish. This year in the Scott Fish Bowl, my drafting, I have drafted players, I think like more than half of the players I've drafted, I've never had on a team before. 
Like, like it, it's just it, the way it's been falling out for me, it gets to the point where by the time it gets to my pick, there's all these guys that, oh, well, I'll go with this guy. And I kind of made the I- idea in, in this Scott Fish, you know, to say, hey, let, let's just do whatever comes to me. And I've got all these players that I've never watched before. I've never had on a team before. And it, it might be interesting going into the season. You might have year. a good roster, man. I, I do it that way, too. In best ball, I try not to be biased and take the players that I like. Whereas in Dynasty, a Dynasty startup, you know, I definitely tend to go, and you guys are probably much the same. I go for the players that I like more absolutely, or the most and players that I think are going to peak a little, you know, maybe not this year, but hopefully I'm ahead of the curve and I'm getting a guy that's going to, a player that's going to be better next year than this year and, and kind of be, you know, s- sneak my guy in that way. But in best ball and redraft, I- I'm just trying to get the best player I can every pick. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's a little different. Well, <laughs> Say that again. He said word. <laughs> he said word right as I was like saying something. But uh, um, so word. so we're going to wrap this up right here. But I, I just want to ask both of you guys. I know pre-show we mentioned about Scott Fish and Shane was like, everybody talks about Scott Fish. But regardless of whether everybody talks about it or not, we have listeners that really care about us and you guys and stuff and people may want to know so has there been anything in this scott fish with your drafts that you did differently than you thought or anything that you're happy about or are you even close to being done because i know my division we just hit the halfway point just now yeah we're in the 11th round we have a couple of uh a couple of english blokes and one irish bloke uh including uh big e um Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's in there from across the drink, as they like to say. We've got an English bloke in there. Um, we might have someone, I believe, from Finland, or I'm just stealing that from someone else's uh, <laughs> podcast. I forget. Um, either way, yeah, we're we're about the we're 11 rounds in. I'm I'm fine with my team. I wanted to go more tight end heavy than I did. Uh, I have Darren Waller, T.J. Hawkinson, and Robert Tanyan. Um, Somehow I wanted another tight end. Like I wish I could have put off one more tight end like Mark Andrews or I don't know how I could have pulled George Kittle into this, but somehow George Kittle. If I could have somehow gotten George Kittle in this mix, it would have been all types of sexy, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. For me with tight ends, George Kittle fell to my turn at the uh, 112-201. So I grabbed Kittle and uh, Justin Herbert at the time. But uh, I, I've ended up with three tight ends. I got Kittle, Gazeki, and I just took Jonu Smith in the 12th round was when I just took him, you know. But uh, the one thing that was interesting, I, I, I hate it when we're in our dynasty leagues when it happens, but it's even weirder in a Scott Fish is when you're in your DM with the people that are in the league – like I took a third quarterback and then there was one guy in the group chat said, why would somebody take a third, a third quarterback in a league like this? Uh, do you need to have a third quarterback? And then all of a sudden in that round, every single other person took, like there was like, there was like a quarterback uh, run. Started a run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was like, it, I, I just wonder if that guy didn't say anything. If, you know, more Quarterbacks would have made it out of that round, but the moment he said that, like I think, like five or six quarterbacks yeah. went in that. The round. table talk helped, helped you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll, and I, I said this in my chat. Um, at one point, uh, I had Kareem Hunt or Ben Roethlisberger staring me in the face. Not in real life, because that that would be an absolutely frightening pop- proposition. And I would <laughs> a little scary. Uh, like, I'd be like, oh my God, Kareem Hunt and Ben Roethlisberger are here. Please, please come now. Especially after everything, everything you've yeah. said about Ben Roethlisberger, especially. Jesus, that, that son of a bitch would just probably sit on me while Kareem Hunt kicked me. Anyway, so I was looking at those two players and I said, you know, I, I kind of need a running back, but I I wouldn't mind screwing over my league mates here, my division mates. I'll take a third quarterback. I'm going to take three quarterbacks in this draft anyway, right? And I don't want my third one being, I I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater. So I'll take Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to probably complete 70% of his passes that go no more than five yards next year. That's fine. Uh, Missed out on Kareem Hunt, but, you know. It's funny, though, when you say screw your league mates, because I literally got screwed in Scott Fish last year (laughs) because two of my quarterbacks both went down with injury. I had Dak, and off the top of my head, I don't remember who the other one was, but I literally had no... 
quarterbacks because they both got hurt. So I I didn't feel like taking a third quarterback was what's, screwing people in my league. You know what's what's the saying? You know you'd rather have a gun in a zombie apocalypse than not have a gun in a zombie apocalypse, and that's how I feel about quarterbacks in the Scott Fishbowl. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So, Jeremy, is there anything that you've uh, you're happy about or learned about or anything before we wrap up tonight? I started differently. I I started with the one ten and Kyler Murray and the two hundred three with Russell Wilson. So I went quarterback quarterback. Um, I didn't get a top tier tight end like I normally would do. Um, and then I I went with my first running back at three hundred three with Nick Chubb because he got that you know the upper pick in the third round. Uh, then the then the four ten I went wide receiver. Uh, with DK Metcalf, and then I turned around at the 503, already got my third quarterback and Matt Ryan. And that kind of started a mini mini run, but I think it would have gone anyways where um, a bunch of quarterbacks came off the off the board, including going against seemingly going against his own brand, J.K. Zachariason, late Mr. At late round quarterback, took Justin Fields at the 509 and then followed that up later on with his next pick at the 604 with Trey Lance. So he came late round quarterback a little early round there, JJ, with uh, those two picks um, with the rookie quarterbacks. But I was happy to get three, you know, high scoring quarterbacks. And then, um, you know, just cherry picked some wide receivers after that. And so I'm sitting with actually, after starting out with only one running back for a long, long time, I have five running backs, uh, the most I have ever had at this point in a draft on my team. Three quarterbacks, only three wide receivers, and one, believe it or not, Mike, one tight end. Wow, and for you? Evan Ingram. Oh, too, wow, that's way. your only tight yeah. end. <laughs> hey, con- contract year, right? I mean, yeah. he, you know, uh, he's – you could look at it. He's not the best tight end, but he's he's done okay. He's gotten targeted a ton, and I look at it like this. The talent that they added on the team – maybe makes him a little less double covered. And so I, I don't think he'll do any worse than he has before, but I didn't want that to be my top tight end, but it is. So here, here I am the tight end guy with uh, Evan Ingram after 11 picks. <laughs> well, l- let me just ask you one last question before we wrap this up. And it is something that people have discussed. Do either of you see any value in grabbing any kickers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're getting to that point now where I'm already starting to look at, um, like, you know, maybe a kicker in my next round if if Evan Ingram isn't available. But, yeah, I might I might target a kicker now in the 11th or 12th. How round. many will you I, do you think you'll have on your roster no, based on the scoring, though? But that's what I was going to ask you because, for me, Evan Ingram, the way this is drafting down, I'm getting into the 13th round right now, and all the players that, that are left, they're players that seem like, well, they may play, they may not, whatever. But if you've got a kicker that's going to consistently get you 150, 160 points in the season it seems like this might be the place to do it that's why i was asking you if you guys see any value in it i i don't know if i'll grab more than one i mean we'll see how the, the draft plays out and who's in front of me and if it's if it makes sense i will uh, i've won a lot of titles in my old league before when we still had kickers with justin tucker so i really kind of want to take justin tucker just to have him on my roster you know um but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to take a kicker, Mike. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, though, because I know there's at least two people that I'm drafting with that listen to our show. I, I'm certain that one of them listens every week. And so um, I, I just realized I don't want to say too much here because, um, in fact, I think he drafts right before me and I draft right before him. Like, um, and, and so I, I, I'd be polluting the waters a little bit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my mouth shut on my kicker strategy, but I will definitely have a kicker on okay. my roster when it's all done, yes. Awesome. All right, so that's the show for tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, before we go, Shane, just do it really quick about the HQ crew, even though you did at the beginning of the show. I mean, join the HQ crew. HQ crew is awesome. We have the group chat with literally thousands of messages, um, so many ongoing conversations all the time, a bunch of great people. Um, we get the Zoom party that we're doing this month. We actually need to do two this month because uh, someone was tardy and got sick last month, so we couldn't do um, one. So we're going to do two we didn't this do month. do one in June? We did not, so we're going to do two this month. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. – but listen, we also said we're going to have a big party in August when we're at the Expo. So we're going to be making up some stuff for our, our patrons. Yeah. Hey, got July's some, uh, got five weeks, man. We got five some weekend, good shit so coming let's up. Just, yeah. we, we do the two yeah. shows, yes. 
Plus you get swag. Plus you get the bonus podcast every week. Plus you get the uncensored version of this podcast, which I've been told is fucking bananas and awesome. <laughs> Phenomenal. It is been, like, <laughs> yeah. I've been marking bananas. down every fuck tonight, by the way, so it makes it easier yeah, for I've me. I've marked to- down every fuck of my life, to be honest <laughs> with you. So go over to Patreon. So many jokes I could have just made. Oh, and I didn't say a single thing. Here's another thing. We put it out on the Scott Fishbowl um, Potathon. Oh yeah. Um, We'll do this for one more week, and we can announce it next week. Okay. Um, Donate to any charity and be entered into a giveaway for a lifetime membership to our HQ Crew Patron niche. Um, And just so you know. I actually have to do some work here because apparently that's not a thing you can do on Patreon. So I'm going to have to find a workaround where really? I, I send some links and shit. Yeah, yeah. I emailed them after after we I, – we, We'll we figure it out. Yeah, but it's not surprising that it's that. – No. And they were, like, they were like, no, that's a pretty good idea. But no, we don't we do not do that. We'll just have, like, to right, we'll yeah, have to pay for them basically. We'll have to pay for them annually. Just every year we'll have to pay for them. Actually, yeah. I know the exact answer of what to do and we'll uh, – I'll tell you after the show. It, it's right. very simple. Um, so join the crew. All right, cool. Jeremy, tell everybody about our store. Yeah, we've got a store, and uh, before I tell you the address for the store, we're going to have some new items soon. So um, we're going to freshen the the storeroom. So check out dthq.storenv.com, dthq.storenv.com for shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, and much, much more, and soon some brand new items. Ooh, sweet. And check out our Twitter account, at DynastyTradesHQ. Uh, oh, go over to iTunes at... <laughs> Jeremy's holding up some stickers, but he's got that that whole green screen thing going on with his fake Lidiker bottles behind him, so the stickers don't really show up too great. Uh, go over to our <laughs> iTunes account, at Dynasty Trades HQ. <laughs> Give us a rate and review, and uh, thanks for listening. We love you guys, and we will talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs>